0: Life insurance is a great financial tool to use as you're planning your financial future. But the good old battle between term and whole life, which one to choose on today's show? We're untangling financial issues.
1: Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Paran.
0: Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am—I I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor
1: and partner with
0: Cloudvester. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just
1: starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances—what we do every week on this podcast—with Mo Param, Mo Param with Cloudvestors, Cloudvestors, a fiduciary firm recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. As we say all the time, the convenience of virtual with the human touch—they know you. And uh, they apply the right strategies for you wherever you are in your financial life. Mo, I got to tell you, great party last week to celebrate the 50th (laughs) podcast. Excellent.
0: Uh, oh, good job. I'm glad. Ev- glad everyone had a good time. You know, we did just my way of giving back for all the hard work that y'all do for us.
1: I got to tell you, everybody, including me, we were a little bit irked with Ben from editing because when the party was over, everybody else, you know, stayed and helped clean up. And what did Ben do? Just left. He just left. <laughs>
0: you always have one of those right you always have one of those that just take advantage and leave at the at the worst time right
1: we decided we aren't going to talk to him today so
0: (laughs) we're giving him invited next year
1: (laughs) the silent treatment well in this corner we have term and in this corner whole life insurance and that's what mo's going to break down what's best for you And so I guess the best starting point here, Mo, is can you break down for us term and
0: whole what they are? Yeah, sure. So uh, term insurance, right? So term insurance is a life insurance policy that expires at a certain timeframe or or at a certain term. And the term is just depending on the length, right? So a 10-year term, 20-year term, 30-year term, all that means is that the life insurance the death benefit stays intact stays in place for the duration of that time frame so for 10 years 20 years 30 years depending on which one you which one you choose but it's it's your plain vanilla a pure form of life insurance. If you pass away during that time frame, right? If you pass away within that ten-year mark, twenty-year mark, thirty-year mark, whichever one you choose, then the benefit, the death benefit, is uh, is given to the beneficiary that you that you that you designate. Is it more affordable? It's typically more affordable. I mean, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, it's typically more affordable um, because it's straight life insurance, right? It's a transfer of risk. And so you're, you're tr- a transfer of risk and liability. So the no bells and whistles, no frills to it. It is uh, typically more affordable uh, generally speaking uh, than uh, a whole life insurance policy. If you're younger though,
1: I mean, nobody 30 is going to get a 10 year and say, well, I'm going to pay this money because I might die <laughs> in 10 years. So uh,
0: t- typically when would you now, look at I a mean- 10
1: year term? Older, obviously
0: maybe? It uh, depends. <laughs> Excuse me. It depends. Like, So we have some clients that are business owners and they're taking out uh, SBA loans from a bank. And so the bank uh, may require them to have a insurance policy Uh, just in case if they pass away, then they have this insurance policy that will pay the bank back. Okay, Uh, It's it's what's called collateral assignment. So Mm -hmm. essentially, if if your loan from the bank is 10 years, right, then you may just get the 10-year policy just to cover, um, uh, just in case if you were to pass away, to cover the liability of the loan.
1: What is better? I mean, I know we're going to kind of break it down by what's best for you, but what's best for you where you are in life? So what is best for a thirty-year-old, for instance?
0: Yeah, you know, I think it depends on where you are in life, right? So, your thirty-year-old may uh, may be at the point where they're just starting their family, right? Maybe they they just got married, maybe just purchased their first home, and maybe have a child, right? So, if you add those, or uh, maybe, uh, if you add those into the equation, then uh, a term insurance policy, in my opinion. Um, may be ideal because one is it's typically less expensive, right? Mm -hmm. And you get a bigger bang for your buck, right? You get, you tend to get more coverage for less premium, less of your monthly or annual uh, commitment to pay for the policy. So, you know, if you look at that, that those factors that I just mentioned before, right? So let's say your mortgage is $250,000 okay, and then you have a child. So you may want to start planning, um, uh, uh, for college education, right? God forbid if you were to pass away, mm-hmm. and then at thirty, right, you have a uh, you, you're anticipating and expecting to be contributing to your retirement accounts over time, right? Your income is is higher than it but has ever been at that point, right? So you're protecting against your future income. So you know you may look at that equation, right, and maybe. You know, to cover the debt, to cover the mortgage, to have something available for education, and to you know maybe have two, three, four, five years of my income so my surviving spouse can can maintain maintain okay. the lifestyle that we had before. Then maybe you look at you know half a million a million dollar term insurance policy, and again that is uh, all dependent on multiple factors, right? But again, the term insurance allows you. Uh, to have a larger amount of death benefit for a smaller uh, premium payment. Premium,
1: yes, yeah, so uh, and a more affordable extra layer Small.
0: of protection. So, yeah, it's, yeah, because we, we, at that point, right, I, uh, you know, no one wants to plan on death, right? Or no one's expecting, especially at 30, right? You're not expecting yeah. that you're going to pass away. So, some of the Things that as clients of ours, we want you to think about is, more, is saving for retirement, right? Investing, uh, paying down any debts, right? So you don't want to be insurance poor, right? So you don't want to be paying too much for coverage, mm-hmm. um, especially at the, at that age, right? At 30 or early, you at know, the early part of your life where, you know, the needs may be, uh, your financial needs may be better suited somewhere else than you than stocking so much into insurance policy I know
1: in our second segment I'm curious in getting you, you know you to explain a little bit on how life insurance in many ways now it's evolved into where it truly is and can be life insurance and not death insurance but right now right. we're breaking down term and whole so
0: I so what's whole life insurance okay so whole life insurance um, unlike term insurance where um, the, the the policy ex- essentially expires after the term well whole life insurance covers you for the for your entire life right it covers you from from day one to the day you pass away whether it's 10 years 20 years 30 years 50 years from mm-hmm. now right so it stays on the books for forever Yeah. You know? Essentially, as long as you keep pay, as long as you keep paying the premiums, it stays with you. but it's it covers you for your entire life. And one component in, in a whole life insurance that term insurance doesn't have is what's called cash value, meaning that there is money inside of the account that accumulates over time that you can actually borrow, use uh, while you're alive. So it has a, a living benefit to the life insurance policy. Well, that makes it more life insurance, but that's also makes
1: it not as affordable as term,
0: right? It's a little different. Yeah, you know? it's yeah, it's 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 definitely not as affordable, uh, relatively speaking, than term insurance, right? Because one, it covers you forever, um, and two, that cash value component to it. So it does cost more. To have a term insurance, to have a whole life insurance policy, but the cash value has multiple uses behind it. I mean, again, you can borrow against it uh, for whatever reason you need, um, and the way it works is that the life insurance c- carrier is paying you uh, maybe some form of a dividend uh, to, to fuel the cash value inside the policy. The dividends aren't guaranteed, but typically that's what's fueling the cash inside of the policy that you have access to.
1: And if it, then you wouldn't owe, if you're borrowing, but they're anticipating it will make that. So you wouldn't really owe it per se in the traditional sense, but they're going to grab it it back from what it makes.
0: Yeah. In a traditional sense, right? It is a loan. So don't get it confused. It is a loan because you are borrowing against your life insurance. Yeah. And so, what happens is you, you, you have a loan, there is an interest to the loan. Uh, but typically, what would happen is the, uh, basically, the interest, right? Like the, the, the growth of the cash value can offset the interest that you owe on a policy. Okay. So, you, sometimes people don't pay it back. Um, mm-hmm. And what happens is if you, if you, well, when you pass away, because they'll it is isn't coverage, back. they'll <laughs> get Eventually. it back. They so, know they'll. They aren't. Yeah, so they'll just take it from the death benefit. So, for instance, if you have a million dollar life insurance policy, and let's say at some point uh, throughout the course of the contract, you have uh, say hundred thousand dollars of cash value. Well, if you borrowed fifty from the from the cash value, uh-huh. and you were to pass away, then the insurance company takes the fifty thousand plus whatever you know the interest has accrued over time, subtracted from the death benefit, and this the remainder goes to the beneficiary so if you took 50 out
1: i mean you so i know they're going to get it back uh but right. it's not like you start making pay- monthly payments on it they're holding it uh, they're gonna be like we know we're getting this
0: it's on <laughs> well they know they're getting it from the from the from the death benefit right uh but but yeah i mean some people don't pay it back some people do because they they see the they want to get it back yeah but you don't have to Right. You don't, technically, you don't have to.
1: How does it work with surrender value? Um, it, it, like, oh, so, go ahead. I mean, can you go down and not get, can you get the surrender value, I mean, without canceling the policy?
0: Yeah, So you can get a, the, the surrender value. So when the whole life insurance policy, when you look at your statements, you may see what's called the surrender value. So meaning that if you decide that you don't want the coverage anymore, you may have accumulated a, enough, uh, you may have accumulated some dollars inside the policy that if you were to surrender essentially, uh, essentially wash your hands from any commitments from paying it over, um, you can Surrender the contract, okay. the cash value, and then and still leave a little bit of uh, death benefit behind. So
1: you've got something in there. You've just done the surrender value, but you haven't canceled it all the way. You haven't canceled. You the owe contract, tax. Yeah. How does it work with taxes on that?
0: So that's in, so taxes are. It, it's interesting in in a whole life insurance policy because life insurance and in whole life insurance policy. There's a there's a, a law. Um, that allows you to take distributions from the life insurance policy, and if you take it out correctly, if you take it out as a loan, then even if you've taken out more than you've put in, mm-hmm. so let's say you've put in fifty grand uh, over the course of the contract, and again go back to the what I was mentioning before, you have a hundred thousand in cash value. You take out seventy five thousand, right? Um, you're not taxed on the twenty five thousand dollars. Uh, as long as you leave the contract in place okay now if you surrender the contract they cancel the contract altogether then you owe then something then you may owe taxes on it okay wow. so so we we so sometimes we guide our clients if they have a life insurance policy to understand the taxation behind it and as and uh, some companies allow you to take like 90% of the cash value out um, and that still keeps the policy intact. Mm-hmm. And so there's no taxation involved.
1: Okay, great. Well, coming
0: up, um, I'd
1: love to break down how life insurance has evolved over the years and and uh, different ways you can use it, including for uh, protection. It, it, long-term care is needed later in your life. And, and that is coming up on Your Finances Untangled. close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today, while still maintaining that human touch. That's Vesters. CloudVestors. That's CloudVesters.com. We're back with a conversation on your finances untangled with Mo Param. Mo Param of Cloud Vesters. Cloud Vesters, a fiduciary firm recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey, as you just heard, and cloudvesters.com. You can learn more. Uh, you, you're going to deal with someone like Mo, and he gets to know you. You don't get the uh, person of the hour. I mean, it's, it's just the convenience of being virtual. But you you're dealing with a, a human being. That's really, I mean, I guess you get a client, and you they're your
0: client, right, Mo? Yeah, they're the client of the firm, right? It's not a it's not a robo advising where um, it's a bunch of algorithms and robots, and you don't you don't know who the person is behind uh, your finances, behind your investments, behind your plan. It's it's true. It's just like having a financial advisor that you're sitting down face to face with, uh, but we are doing it on a virtual platform, and we were able to do that. Um, uh, and the reason why we did it is because we had a lot of clients that were moving out of state. I'm, I'm, we're based here uh, in in Atlanta, Georgia, but we had clients that were moving out of out of the state and wanted to continue the relationship with us. So we expanded our reach, expanded our approach to, to still keep them as clients. Um, but, you know, but instead of meeting face to face, we're doing more virtual.
1: Well, that's, that's great. And uh, and that you can maintain that relationship with clients because of that. Um, we're looking at life insurance and Mo broke down term and, and whole life insurance. and, from what I understand, as far as the life insurance industry is, and thank you, competition for this—that's the wonderful <laughs> wonder of capitalism—it <laughs> has evolved uh-huh. in better ways.
0: Yeah, it's evolved. One way it's involved is cost. We've seen the, the 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 cost of insurance going down over time because of competition. Mm-hmm. More carriers are, are able to do it. We're seeing even companies uh, that are online, right, where you can you can just go ahead and get a quote online you really don't have to speak to anyone really and um, uh, and they offer life insurance so the comp because of the competition cost has gone down but because of competition and also more uh, attractiveness more features more layers have been added to life insurance specifically on, on the on the uh, on the whole life side or the permanent insurance side so we've seen where uh, you're able to have like a long-term care rider. In, in, in essence, meaning that uh, if you needed a long-term care, right, if you aren't able to, to do certain activities of daily living, you qualify for a long-term care event and you can use some of the cash value to pay for any long-term care expenses. So that's actually been, that's that's fairly new to the market and that adds another living benefit to life insurance.
1: And going back to that age of 30, let's say then at someone 30, they got a whole life insurance policy and they don't touch it. I mean, they're raising a family going all the way through retirement. I mean, that's something really handy to have in your in your
0: retirement toolbox. Yeah, because um, the the cash value grows tax deferred, meaning you don't pay any taxes as that account grows over time. And again, if you take when you retire, for instance, and you are uh, putting together your income plan for retirement, right? So you may look at, okay, Social Security is going to be one of my legs for retirement. Uh, distributions from my 401k or ira is going to be another leg of my income plan but then distributions from your uh uh, withdrawals from your life insurance policy can be another leg Uh, and those distributions those withdrawals from the life insurance policy again if you do it correctly can be tax-free or or tax advantage right so Mm -hmm. again that's a that's uh uh, the living benefit behind the life insurance, to, especially the cash value, having another stream or another bucket, if you want to call it, of tax free uh, tax free assets is huge. If someone is, it seems like I always go to
1: the age fifty five with you, but let's say <laughs> <laughs> let's say so someone fifty five. Fifty five, uh, it is. Uh, if someone is fifty five and they think, you know what, I'm, I, I'm, i should be ashamed. I, I don't have life insurance. So what's that experience going to be like for them at 55?
0: So if at 55 you say, okay, I, I need some life insurance, to most most of the time that's, uh, I won't say most of the time, you could generally thinking that, okay, at 55, I'm probably not doing it for education expenses because maybe my, my kids are either in college or probably have graduated college uh-huh. so the need for education coverage is gone right so now it could be well at 55 maybe uh, traditional, not traditionally but if you think about it maybe you haven't saved enough For your for your retirement Mm -hmm. because of life, right? You have kids, and um, your uh, your income expense your your expenses has been maintaining the family, maintaining the kids, and providing for the children. But now they're now you are empty nesters, and so now it's you and your spouse. So maybe you haven't saved enough during. Beforehand, So now the life insurance could be, God, man, if I passed away at 60 and I haven't saved enough in my 401k or IRAs or other investment accounts, and if I pass away, now the life insurance can be uh, a supplement for the lack of savings. And so that could be passed on to my beneficiary, to my surviving spouse, for instance. But, you know, the older, because it is life insurance, either one, whether it's term or whole life, um, it's based off health. So as we get older, typically we are not as healthy as we were, you know, 20 years prior, right? So uh, there's chances where you could be declined for life insurance because your health isn't as great, or you're paying a little more. Oh, actually, it wouldn't be a little more. You would probably pay much more than you are than you would have been paying if you had purchased a policy 10, 20 years prior, mm-hmm. uh, and it's more expensive, right? So now we're outlaying. Uh, more money for these life insurance policies than you would have ha- than you would have had to outlay uh, twenty years before,
1: prior. Something still though worth considering, and especially is if you haven't done a really good job uh, preparing for retirement.
0: I mean, at yeah, that time because of your life. yeah, because probably at, if you're going back to fifty-five, right? You're probably again. I don't want to make this this podcast. <laughs> You know, morbid, right? But at fifty-five, we're well, we talking probably, life insurance. <laughs> we are talking life insurance, right? So, uh, I don't want to make it make it too morbid uh, about that. Should I get uh, some scary but,
1: music here, Mo? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or uh, maybe organ music. That's it. Some organ music. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That that'll that'll make everyone uh, tune out. No, we're not going to uh, do that. <laughs> but you know, at fifty-five, you're probably experiencing maybe some maybe your parents. Coming at that point where maybe there one has passed away or one is at the point where uh, maybe the reality, right, the the reality of life expectancy and, and more and mortality be, smacks you right in the face, right. Mm-hmm. So maybe the need, right, the 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 true need of life insurance starts to weigh in on you, uh, and and also maybe you've done a really good job of saving, right. And one thing that life insurance can do is. Uh, is help if you, if there is going to be a a large inheritance for your beneficiaries, for your spouse, for your kids, uh, life insurance can help them pay for any uh, estate taxes, right? So okay. right now, yeah. for instance, in twenty twenty one, estates more than uh, I think it's a little over eleven million dollars for an individual or twenty three million dollars for a couple. If that gets inherited by you know your children, for instance, they owe estate taxes, right? So the life insurance can be a way um, that if there is an estate tax, the life insurance can be used to pay for those state taxes. Can I get somewhat
1: deep and philosophical for a moment? Do it. Okay. You know, I am often critical of people, you know, (laughs) Humans. (laughs) People in general. Yeah, in general. No, yeah, not specific ones, except for Ben and editing, for walking out on the party, not helping clean up last week. But other than Ben and editing, just overall. But but I also see the good side of humanity. Humans Mm -hmm. actually say, I'm going to pay money so that when I die, other people will be okay. I
0: think that's yeah. a good,
1: that's a, that's a good trait.
0: That's a good human trait. That is a good human trait, right? Uh, you know, they, they, you know, what, what do they say on the, on the tombstone, right? The, everyone is going to have a beginning and everyone's going to have an end. What yeah. do you do it in between? Right. Right. What's, what do you do between that, 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 uh, uh, that timeframe with the time that you have on this earth. Right. And so. If you do have that that bone in your body, right, that you want to set, make sure that the people you love and care for and care about while you're alive are taken care of when you're no longer here, then that's a that's a beautiful thing, right? Um, I'm a product of life insurance. My father passed away when I was three and a half, three mm. years and change, and he had life insurance, and the life insurance uh, was was able to allow. You know, my sister and I to, you know, go to private school from mm-hmm. first grade all the way through all the way through high school. Really? Actually. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 I mean, it wasn't that much life insurance that that was able to uh, to to to, to, uh, to keep us in and to pay for all of that for all those years. But it, it eased the pressure on my mother. All right. And there was still some there was still some left over to uh I think my sister purchased a, a condo when she graduated. He had a great uh, life values. insurance, man. Yeah, yeah, and my mother did a good job of being a good steward. Yeah, of, that's of great, money. man. So, so yes, yeah, so I'm a living product of the benefit. of truly totally uh, life insurance. So, I definitely see the the value behind it. Uh, but when we start looking at which one makes the best sense for you. You know, you don't again. You don't want to be insurance poor, meaning that you're paying so much for life insurance. But how much um, is that too much? You don't much? need
1: it. But that, but then that, I was actually going to ask you that question. You don't want to be insurance poor, but what would be your your uh, idea of having too much, being overinsured in this area?
0: You know, if you if you if you if you look at the liability. So if you if you take back if if you were to pass away today, who has a financial impact of you not being here? Okay. Yeah. Kids, spouse maybe you're taking care of a, a elderly parent maybe you're taking care of uh, a disabled brother a disabled uh, nephew niece whoever it may be so who's financially who are you financially uh, responsible for in some aspects so you start thinking about that then you start thinking about okay uh What debt am I leaving behind to someone else? Right? If is it it a mortgage? Is it some credit cards? Is it uh, student loans? Now, government student loans tend to tend to wipe away Mm -hmm. if you pass away, but private loans don't. Right. Uh, So, start looking at your debts. Then start looking at what the impact of your income is to those who who need it. And then we start using that math to figure out. Right. So. You know that, that's that's a really good rule of thumb. You know, if if you add that all to a pot and you feel like you know two hundred and fifty thousand would be a good foundation for those leaving behind, and now you have a million dollars of life insurance, well, maybe you're you have a little too much, right? Okay. Um, so there's there's a lot of factors. You just that have to look at your, whether, like everything else. It's it's, yeah, it's in relation to your, your unique situation in life. It's yeah your unique uh, situation in life. <laughs> Right, that, that, but but again, it, it's you have to pay for it, right? So right. again, you want to make sure that you're not overextending yourself, cost wise. That's true. As well,
1: that's true. That's true. If it's becoming a problem, yeah, uh, and you're meeting your other expenses, you're good, Mo. Because I never would have ever guessed that a conversation on life insurance would make me get philosophical.
0: well i bring out the best in people right you do i'm I'm glad i'm making you think today
1: you are you are well that's good and you you make people think on this podcast which is number 51 it's been a fun ride and we're going to keep it going we'll keep this ride going like share tell a friend subscribe get it to you every week the newest one out of the batch out of the right out of the oven you get right it. out of the oven, hot, fresh, like those crispy, Krispy <laughs> Kreme donuts, right out of the oven. <laughs> all right, Mo, I enjoyed it as always. We'll do it again. We'll get back next week, and uh, but maybe by then we'll all be talking to um, Ben and editing. But we're giving him the silent treatment today, so that's right. Yeah. He's working hard. Yeah, right. Uh, We will do this again, and we hope you stay with us on this podcast with Mo Param. It's Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts.